Hi guys, today I have a very special show. It's all about affordable housing. It may be a little bit long, but it's gonna be worth it if you are learning or wanting to learn how to get affordable housing for yourself or for somebody you know and love. Um, I got Jim Edmonds coming from Kauai and he is just so amazing. I got to spend the last hour talking with him recently. He was the winner of the Good Neighbor Winner Award and he has already completed 27 subdivisions and projects, but his passion being the broker of Emerald Isle Properties is making sure the folks over in Hawaii have affordable living, not just housing. And he wants to help the realtors across the nation get educated and figure out how to solve this crisis we're currently in. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns, and you're listening to Grateful Heart. I started the show to help educate my clients on the real estate market, and it's evolved into so much more. I've found that I love talking to people and I love learning new things. While our expertise is still on the health of the housing market, we want to focus on the health and the well-being of our listeners as well. More specifically, where we reside in our hearts, in our minds, and in our homes. The biggest purchase in our life just isn't a house. It's where we raise our children, start a new business, pray for our loved ones, and follow our dreams. It's even where we listen to our favorite podcast. When we are successful at home, everything else just falls into place, and we are so grateful for that. Home is where the grateful heart is. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, guys. I'm your host, Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Grateful Heart TV, coming to you live from Arizona. But I am so excited. It's seriously, no joke. This is the perfect guest the perfect guest for me uh, in my plight of wanting to create affordable housing here in Arizona. I found a gentleman, thanks to a friend of mine, who is coming to us today from Kauai. And he is all about affordable housing. His name is Jim Edmonds. Jim, welcome to our show. And thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me, Rebecca. Oh, it's so exciting. So as I shared before we started recording, I feel like you're light years ahead of what I'm trying to accomplish myself here in Arizona, being a realtor for nearly 30 years. I have seen where now we're at a place where my kids can't afford to buy a home unless I co-sign. And that's a travesty in my opinion, because when I started in real estate at the age of 20, I bought my first home that first year I was working in real estate. And Things have changed a lot in nearly 30 years. Um, obviously, currently we're dealing with some world global economic issues besides post-COVID um, supply chain issues and all kinds of fun things. But you've been doing this since well before COVID, have you not? I have. And, and uh, go ahead. Just to put an exclamation point on what you just said, I bought my first house in San Francisco. Oh, that's where I grew up. I know how expensive it is. Thousand dollars. For $50,000? What year was that? For $15,000. Let's see, I would have purchased it in um, when I was 18. So Gotcha. Uh, you don't have to date yourself. It's okay. But tell me what, 70. what district. It's about 70. In the 70s. I, so I, I actually grew up there. What district did you buy in? Because I, I grew up uh, in the on Sunset. Petre on Petrero Hill. On Petrero Hill. Know it very well. So, again, you and I are coming, you know, with in our hearts, um, knowing that we really need to help other folks who aren't able to do what we did at our young ages. And, That's you know, fair. I don't even know half my clients this last year I had to turn away and they weren't young at all. It has nothing to do with age. It just has to do with your income bracket. And I'm personally believe every person should be able to get a home if they want one and are working hard. And that's the part that's right. that is I'm struggling with is our average Joe here in Arizona, my policeman, my firefighter, my teacher, 
they couldn't compete during COVID and now post COVID interest rates and prices are so high, they're still out of the market. And that's a shame because now they're paying more in rent than they can possibly afford, having to get roommates, having to, you know, if they don't have double income, it's crazy. So I know there's a need. I know you know there's a need. Your first bullet point for our show today had to do with recognizing the issue. What did you mean by that, Jim? Well, I had to learn what was happening on Kauai, and I learned that by being a broker and by watching the prices. I live on the North Shore of Kauai, which is... I know where that is. Beautiful. Exclusive area, really, really beautiful, and very has... Um, I, I can't say it's been overrun by multimillionaires and billionaires, but in a way it has, because mm -hmm. none of them come here by themselves. They bring an entourage, everybody who moves here who has that kind of money. Right. And everybody who comes with them has more money than we do. Right. Um, I'm still a broker. I looked at the um, printouts the other day on the MLS. And on the North Shore of Kauai, which is a 24-mile stretch, oh. there's not one house under a million six. I believe it. I believe it. North Shore anywhere in Hawaii is probably that case. But Kauai, I think, is an incredibly special island in particular. And um, remind me, I feel like it has the name Palms something on the North Shore. What is that area that you're that you're close to? I don't think um, Palms. I thought, I thought it was. I, yeah, I'm just There's trying to. Conway and Princeville, Kilauea. Princeville. That Prince, Princeville is what I was thinking of. Yeah, Kilauea is the town that I live in, and it is a town of maybe 4,000 people, mm -hmm. and it is a worker town. The, uh, it was a plantation. It was the second uh, plantation in the state, sugarcane plantation. Okay. It was closed down in the 90s, and when they closed down the plantation, they gave some of the homes to the former workers for $200. Those homes are now worth over a million dollars. Now but nobody because they... They, if they sell their home, I, I didn't mention to you, we have a radio show on KKCR, which is a volunteer radio station here. Uh-huh. Quite popular show. And we had one of our shows, we said, the title to the show is Don't Sell Your Home. Don't Sell Your Home. Yeah, I've been talking people out of that this last year, that's for sure. Why did you title it that? Just because well, of how much money that people can... People who sell their home here may not realize that the million dollars that they're going to get is not going to get them somewhere to live here. Yeah. They're going having to leave the island or paying these exorbitant rents that will eat up their little... Nest egg uh, real quick. Yeah, their little uh, bank account that they just filled up with this million dollars that seems like, like an unbelievable amount of money to them. And yet, um, you know, they won't be able to find anywhere to live. They'll end up having to leave. So... We just, we put the whole, it's a two-hour show, and we put the whole show together with guests to help people understand the cause and effect if they did decide to sell their home in this market. What they'd be facing and, and the, the problem of trying to replace what they just sold. Well, um, you know what, what I thought was really intriguing, uh, your second bullet point, the history of um, PAL, and I, and I want to allow you to explain what PAL stands for, um, and the fact that you're starting in the dark, because Quite frankly, this last year, I have felt so in the dark in researching and finding people like yourself to help illuminate my path and my way in this whole affordable housing crisis that we're in. So I'd love to know your history and if the name, uh, the meaning behind your name. Okay. So uh, maybe you can throw up the second slide. Sure, I'd be happy to. 
that's our link that's our logo and uh, I actually we started with not almost no money because um, we had we had been through some pretty rough times on Kauai so real estate wasn't really cranking and um, I didn't have extra money to do this with so basically what happened was we began to notice that the economy was cranking and the prices were going up and houses that we had sold for 200,000 you know 10 years ago were now a million and we were starting to get very concerned mm -hmm. and then I had this incredible little lady I, my office is in Kilauea uh, has been for 35 years 34 years uh, we had this incredible little lady who's part Hawaiian graduated from University of Hawaii and she came over and she said, I want to um, want to um, join, you know, hang my license with you. I want to join mm -hmm. your office. And I said, you just got your degree with honors from UH. Why did you get a real estate license? Mm -hmm. She said, I want to my my generation get property on Kauai. And that was one of those chicken skin moments, chills moments that we mentioned. I'm basically... Um, I said, that is just so noble. Maybe we'll just focus on that. Mm -hmm. and, and that's so how it start started. What was her yeah. name? Taylor Kalua Hinae Reed. Uh-huh. And is she still with you these days? This is now six and a half years later. I love it. And she no longer has a real estate license. She is now the um, associate executive director of PAL. Oh, Permanently Affordable cool. Living. So this is... Go ahead. The logo. So basically, um, if the the PAL, if you go back to that second slide, sure. PAL is permanently affordable living. Uh, PAL is very intentionally not permanently affordable housing. It's, it's living. permanently affordable living because we realize that people on this island, if we even if we gave them a house, which we can't afford to do, but if we're able to get them in a house, they have to be able to figure out how to survive in that house. Mm-hmm. Particularly, um, when when I said that Taylor and I started working together to try to serve the local people, my very bad dad joke is that it took us about 30 minutes to figure out that we couldn't do anything for the local people because even six and a half years ago, the uh, prices had left them in the dust. Yeah. My my first visit to Kauai was 2012, and I aren't you guys the most expensive of the islands? It we bounce it it bounces around, but we have been this year mm -hmm. most of the time. We've had the most expensive median price. sales price. Mm -hmm. Of course, the North Shore. Uh, they actually ran an article recently in the Wall Street Journal that said Hanalei is one of the most expensive uh, zip codes in America. Hanalei is. Um, a magical little town about 10, 10 minutes drive, 15 minute drive it from where magical. I'm sitting now. Yeah. So when, when, when we realized that we couldn't do anything for the local people, I said, well, let's just build affordable housing. It can't be that hard. Can't be. What? There can't be that I, much to it, right? Yeah, that's right. And I figured, okay, I mean, I've done a lot of things in life. I've, you know, had a lot of businesses. So I go, okay, so maybe... Um, we should be able to break ground within a year or two. Mm -hmm. What you're showing now, this slide is essentially after two years. Your first prototype. I was getting so frustrated, I got to build something. Uh huh. 
<laughs> so that's my first house. That's and your first house? A community in our office and, uh, and set them around. And whoever would come in, we'd say, this is our first housing development. We had like 20 of those. I love it. When we would have a party, we would have those houses all around. And so basically, uh, it took us, uh, we actually, at the end of two years, we began PAL, our permanently affordable living. So is that when you actually started the charter for your 501? Yes, actually what happened was Taylor and I were, I always say we were stumbling around in the dark trying to figure out how to do affordable housing. Uh-huh. We were writing letters to the Garden Island newspaper. We were running, you know, going to radio shows. We were just uh, going to all the politicians. We were doing everything we could to figure out how to actually get something going. And it mm-hmm. was it was impossible. We Luckily, we were introduced to a gentleman who came here from the mainland who had been doing affordable housing for over 30 years. Oh. And him, he was he was actually, he had just come to the island about a year earlier, mm-hmm. and he was working for uh, a company called Mental Health Kokua. So he was interviewing people who had mental issues and trying to help them get them off the streets and everything. And so when I met him, he and I co-wrote a couple of columns together. And then I brought him into my office and sat him down, and I said, so would you rather help one or two or three people a week, or would you rather try to help everybody at the same time? And he said that just grabbed him. He could not let go. He was kind enough to come and work for us, even though we didn't have the money to pay him. We, we could pay him a, a minuscule salary compared sure. to his value. And we put him in, and, and he kept his full-time job so that he could help with this work. So... By well, the end of three months, he was pretty pretty fried. He was about to lose it. And we were so blessed that but by then we had a nonprofit set up, and he was a master at it. He set it up and had it running in no time at all. And basically, um, at the end of three months, we had a gentleman who came in and donated $30,000. To us, that seemed like a million dollars. That's so uh, exciting. What year was this? This was in the last six years? This was four years ago okay. in October, so in 18. In and he uh, he started with us, and and the day the minute we got the thirty thousand dollars, I said, quit that other job. Not not that it made that much difference. Thirty thousand right. would only. But you knew you were onto something. I mean, it was the beginning of all of this, and that's the part that's exciting. It's all based, uh, Rebecca. It's all based on smoke and mirrors. And faith, and I'm I'm, a, you know, very strong believer in faith. I, I believe too. I've taught many times that I think faith is the most powerful force in the universe. It is. This how um, endeavor that we put together has proven that. Um, and as I tell this story, people will understand it more and more. How I when I when someone asks me, I say, how could I not have faith? I've, it's been proven over and over again that it's working. So and it's based on faith. Okay, and so time out. Larry Graff. I, will you please share your quick story about the Rebecca song? Because I like that right there leads into how kismet our conversation is today. Um, please do because it, it, I have a huge belief in faith, and I don't believe in coincidences. So when things like that happen. It just, for me, is a confirmation that I'm on the right path myself, and, and and I'm just so grateful to get the opportunity to speak with you today about all of this, Jim. I feel the same, Rebecca, and particularly 
when I tell this story, I, I get chicken skin. I mean, I'm, I'm a very emotional person in, in my latter years. Mm-hmm. Younger years, um, I spent a good bit of time in, in San Francisco, lived there four or five different times, uh, as we talked about. And right. I basically um, picked up a gentleman hitchhiking one time. I was going to hike Muir Woods and I know picked Muir him Woods. up hitchhiking, and he ended up living with me for years. <laughs> he was a musician, and he wrote so many incredible songs. I was just listening to one of them last night, but he wrote a song called Rebecca. And he had, she had left him, Rebecca had left him, and I met her several times. She was an incredibly beautiful woman and an incredible soul. And um, I think Ariel, your producer, reached out to me mm-hmm. about 10 days ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it, it was fascinating because I, I don't, dream very often, but the night before she reached out to me, I had a dream about this gentleman, and I woke up with the song Rebecca, you know, in my mind, just one of those songs right that you can't there. get out of your mind, right? Can you sing and us a few bars? That day, that day, Ariel reached out to me and said that she would hope that I would be, join you on this, this show that we're doing today, mm-hmm. and she told me that I would be being interviewed by Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> no coincidences, Jim. Oh, okay, no wonder. <laughs> no wonder. So it was an immediate yes, and I would love to hear that song. So please make make sure it finds its way to me one day. Uh, maybe I'll have to have it as my intro to my podcast. It's kind of, uh, yeah, I mean, it's gorgeous. He's an amazing songwriter. It's fascinating that he's not infinitely successful because he's had so many good songs. I'm not sure if I, I actually, he didn't have that song, and I didn't have it until recently, about two years ago, I dug up an old reel-to-reel tape that mm-hmm. we had made mm-hmm. when we were, we were kids. We were, I was 28, and basically um, I sent it to him, and he has now recorded those songs. I don't know if I even have a version of it. I'd have to try to figure it out. Well, Maybe I did save some. Okay. Maybe I did save one. Otherwise, you're just gonna have to sing it to me, Jim. But I digress. I saw a squirrel, so let's get back to let's get back to the show. So, permanent affordable living, which you know is something that I truly um, resonate with because I wanted to incorporate an education program to help people with finance, health, and physical health, and the health of their home, and a lot of things, not just the house itself, as you so poignantly pointed out. Even if you just gave somebody a house, what good is that if you don't? educate them along the way. So going there, um, let's share Let's talk about a little bit about the trials of getting your first projects off the ground. You got money, you got the right people helping you, and you got your, your 5013C set up. Where did you guys go from there? Well, $30,000 is not the money. No, it's not. Uh, right now, right now I, I will talk to you about it more later on, but right now we've estimated that it'll take two and a quarter billion dollars, that's with a B, to solve the housing crisis on Kauai for once and for all. And that is our goal, and we're working on it. We're having a meeting, we had a meeting yesterday and we're having a meeting today that we're working on trying to do that. I want to talk about that a little bit later though. Yeah, okay, the, we'll, we'll get there. The, main, the when, when you talk about the trials, the, mo- the money is the trial. Mm-hmm the money to do this is the trial because on Kauai now, <clears throat> well, just for an example, I sold as a broker, not as a nonprofit affordable housing developer. 
I sold a sub, an affordable subdivision that the county developed about in 2000, 1999 and 2000. We sold 49 nice, very nice little two homes, three bedroom homes, concrete driveway, two car garage, uh, built on a slab, nice little lots. Mm -hmm. We sold those for $159,000. Mm -hmm. The first project that we're doing is in Kilauea. Mm -hmm. And if, are you able to go to the yep. fourth slide? Sure, I'd be happy to. No, the, the fifth slide. This one? That one. The, these are the houses that we're building. These houses are adjacent to the houses that I built, that I sold in, in 2000. Oh, so cool. Okay. They are, if the backyards touch the yards of the houses that I sold for 159000 These houses are based on habitat plans because mm -hmm. we develop with habitat. Mm -hmm. So simple, but very livable, comfortable homes. And they are as, as inexpensive as you can possibly build. Habitat has value engineered these homes for over 30 years. And basically, it will cost us $250,000 to build, not to sell, right. to build one of these houses. And that does not include the $100,000 for the land, which is a phenomenal oh, deal yeah. in my town. And, and, the, and that's because uh, Bill Hay, this amazing gentleman in, the, in this town, uh, let us buy this land so inexpensively, and it doesn't include the infrastructure. These houses will cost us, it looks like, $450,000 by the time we get one to the market. But that's still and under half a million dollars in Hawaii is pretty huge. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, one of these houses is going to be a five-bedroom, uh -huh. and they have unbelievable views. And basically... Um, I don't have a, oh yeah, I have a, a couple of slides that you'll see a little bit about the views, but but essentially uh, these houses, one of them, it's a five bedroom, and I've told many people that as a broker, I could put it on the market tomorrow for two and a quarter million dollars and nobody would blink. Well, yeah, five bedroom we, in Kauai on the North Shore, why wouldn't they, you know, be happy to yeah. scobble that up? And you're hoping to sell them for 450000 Well, we're hoping to build them for 450000 okay. There will be a little bit of program in what we call program income, mm -hmm. which I'm um, probably about forty thousand dollars that Pal will keep on top of that, so that we can keep the doors open and keep building for other people. Of course, of course. So you're still under a half a million dollars in an area where it could cost two point five, and I'm assuming of, you must have one of these three bedroom homes would list now. I told you there are no houses less than a oh, million six. Right. Sure. So those would list for probably a million seven or eight now because they're brand new and they've got beautiful views. So that said, I'm sure there's a qualification process for those that would be entitled to apply to purchase. And I would love to learn about that aspect of it. Am I getting off topic or can we proceed with the no, slides? No, this is fine. Basically, uh, we we uh, work with the county. Uh-huh. We use it. Oh, that's actually the subdivision. There. Yeah. That's the, the plot lots. plan mm -hmm. for the project that we're building and it's right in Kilauea town and one interesting thing there those those units those lots they'll be CPRs they'll be condos we're not going to subdivide it we're doing the condo law to break up the land and basically those units those condo units are like a, a town lot right are costing us a hundred thousand dollars and no lot 
has sold in Kilauea Town in since 2013. For that price? I'm going to say that twice. Yeah. No lot sold in Kilauea Town since 2013. At that price. That, the last one was $279,000. So this gentleman who sold us these units for 100000 each is just such a nice man. And not only that, he carried it. So when you, you say we financing. have the, mm -hmm. we didn't have the money to spend a million one to buy this property. We were a, a new nonprofit and he agreed to carry it and he agreed to carry it with terms that will excite any realtor. Mm -hmm. He's charged 3% interest and we don't have to pay any payments until the houses are sold. Wow. I've got chills right there hearing that because I am a realtor and I hear 3% interest rate today in our marketplace. That's huge. Um, because you can't that and that was the other thing that I was looking at myself was, you know, you may be able to um, subsidize the cost to build, but bottom line, you have to have low interest rates in order to truly make it affordable for the end buyer, you know, the end person moving in. Um, may I slide on to the next slide? Well, actually, um, yeah, well, we're, we're talking about the subdivision and you wanted to, why don't you just come back to me for a minute? Sure. Because if you want me to talk about the funding, the way the- Yeah, people, I would. Um, so basically, um, there are many different ways that the money can work out for the buyers. Uh-huh. Uh, because we have no money, we've always relied on the, what's called the five, the USDA, five, uh, Department of Agriculture. Yes. 502 loan guarantees. Mm -hmm. 502 loan guarantees. And what that does, because Hawaii is all considered rural, mm -hmm. Uh, all considered, we could get agricultural loans for anything on Kauai. That's fantastic. So what that does is, and it's an amazing program, what that does is people have to go to the county, they get signed up on the county list for first-time home buyers, mm -hmm. and time means, you know, if you haven't bought a house in the last three years, you're a first-time home buyer. Correct. So basically, they get on that list, they go through education, and then when we has, have the houses ready, we reach out to them and qualify them and make sure that they have the right income. Are you familiar with AMI? I am familiar with AMI. I'm also familiar with USDA. I've had many clients of my own use that. And fortunately, here in Arizona, they have redrawn our boundary line. So what used to be considered rural is very far away now today. Um, but that is one of one of the things I had in my mind was trying to find affordable land, which would have to be outside of the city a little bit. And people would have to drive for affordable housing. It's just logistically what we have to do now. That's one of the problems with it, of course, because yeah. the people who need affordable housing often can't afford to have two cars so that yeah. somebody can drive the job or whatever. But mm -hmm. go back to the AMI, just so your audience will be aware. If, the average if income. Area, area median income, mm -hmm. AMI. And basically, the federal government sets a standard every year for every county in the country. What they do is they look at it and say, the middle person in this county make, made this amount of money last year, so that is the AMI. On Kauai, for a family of four, it's quite high because we have so many wealthy people here now. Right. Uh, when I first moved here, I think the average income was 18000 a year. Oh my right gosh, now, what year did you move there, Jim? 85. Okay, that's, yeah. Okay, so what's the average income for you guys out there now? 
So now the area median income for a family of four on this island is right at $100,000. It's about $98,000. And it goes down for a family of two or mm -hmm. one. And it goes up for a bigger family. And it also kind of depends what we can sell the house for depends on, uh, under the AMI, depends on how, how many bedrooms there are. And, you know, that, the family so size. there are a lot of considerations as to mm -hmm. what the house will cost them. But also they can get in with the USDA funds quite with a very low down payment. And the process is that they, we reach out to them, we qualify them, they go through the loan process, and once they're qualified for the loan, then we can build the house with their money. That loan pays for the construction. Okay. And pay off the loan, the land that we purchased mm -hmm. already. So basically then at when the house is built, they move in and that becomes their takeout loan. It's the same loan. It's really an amazing program. Well, and you know, just rewind real quick because I know I had the plat map up and um, I'll go back to that. I understand very well what you were talking about earlier um, with keeping the parcels um, as a homeowners association, as a PUD versus individual parceling out the lots and keeping them individual um, because of your whole concept behind how you're building these homes. It's not the norm, but I have done it here in Arizona because during the downturn, one of my builders that I work for picked up a project that was supposed to be a condominium complex and he didn't want to, re he couldn't replat it. So we did single families within the condo complex and I actually thought it was a beautiful way to get it done. Um, and they did have some community amenities. It doesn't look to me from your plat map that you guys were incorporating any type of community amenities, but essentially everybody co-owns everyone's land together, right? No, it's a CPR, so you okay. actually get what's called an apartment deed. Okay. It's a it's condominium property regime in Hawaii, and essentially uh, it's the same as buying a condo okay. in a building. You get a deed to it, mm -hmm. but in this case, we break up the land, so you get a deed to the land, but it's called an apartment deed. Okay. We're one of the only states that uses this very much. Yeah, very that that's kind of goes back to me trying to get licensed in Hawaii, and I didn't get too far with that endeavor quite yet, because you guys do do a lot of things very different over there than the mainland. Yeah, we do. Well, we've had to. I mean, this island... Hawaii is that big. Yeah. It's 35 miles long at its longest point, 18 miles wide at its narrowest point, and it sits in the middle of the largest body of water on the planet. Everything is more expensive and everything is more difficult. When you said, uh, you know, you're concerned about housing uh, in Arizona, I, it's, a, it's a problem globally all over the country all over the world. Yeah. But when you look at a tiny island, which is family-oriented island where people yeah. have been for generations, their families, and they can't find a place to live, they have to leave. They have to leave the island. They're gone. And they leave the island. Sad. Their family is broken up, apart, or unless the whole family leaves. And nobody wants to leave. This no. is their home. They've been here forever. So it's gotten really hard with these prices. Uh, when I checked on Sunday, the they were... 21 houses listed on the entire island under a million dollars. And we've sold, the realtors have sold almost 900 of those since 20, January 2020. So what does that give you, about a three-day inventory? Yeah, it's, no, I, yeah. We feel your pain. We, yeah, it's, It stays about the same, but the inventory stays, it stayed around 18 or 20, 22 houses under a million for a year now because when as those you get new ones. Sell, then mm -hmm. somebody brings out houses that were before 199 mm -hmm. for you know 899 or whatever so <clears throat> it's unfortunate that these people are 
having... They have to move. They have to do something. Well, luckily for you, or luckily for them, they have you over there. Um, you know, trials of getting projects off the ground, you said mainly it was just raising the funds. And then I would love to learn a little bit about your pal construction company uh since i literally just set up my own llc with my partner here in arizona for construction of these affordable homes and you mentioned something that i picked up on i don't know that every person listening is going to pick up on value engineering and what that means but we're going to take a quick commercial break and come right back so you can explain it if you're looking for a mortgage you need a personalized plan not a click button get mortgage option my team and I have saved families thousands by proactively planning their home purchase or a refinance. Buying a home is a huge decision and it deserves a strategic approach. My team and I provide a comprehensive mortgage plan, including a complete credit analysis outlining the steps needed to improve your credit score and help you qualify for the best rates and terms in the market. Visit us at tkteam.us today. We'll ensure you get the best guidance so you can make the best decisions. The TK Team, moving you forward. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century. I want to say that experience truly matters. So when you're looking for a realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. My experience doesn't matter near as much as my clients. So I do dare you to Google me and I promise you'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I really do truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home. Have you been thinking about buying a new house or refinancing your existing mortgage? Interest rates are still around historically low levels. Why pay a higher rate when you don't have to? Call Joe Smith, me, at Epic Mortgage LLC, 602-741-4121 for a free mortgage quote or pre-qualification. Epic Mortgage LLC is a locally owned, independent mortgage brokerage that provides low-cost options for its customers. Independently owned means low overhead, so you get the best rates, fees, and service. Keep more of your money. Brokers are better. Realtor recommended for over 20 years. Contact me, Joe Smith, at Epic Mortgage today, 602-741-4121. Whether purchasing a home or refinancing, we know you have choices when it comes to choosing a title company. Navi Title Agency is the leading source for all title, escrow, and marketing needs. With access to the largest title insurance underwriter, Navi Title facilitates successful closings and protects clients from fraud, creating solutions that save time and money for everyone. Ask your realtor or loan officer today about using Navi Title on your next real estate transaction. Navi Title Agency is locally owned and operated in the state of Arizona. Okay, we're back from break, and I had just left you guys just waiting to hear Jim's explanation and discussion about his construction company out in Kauai. Jim, take it away. Okay, so the construction company is a little ways down the line. Um, essentially, what happened here was when we opened PAL, uh, PAL Permanently Affordable Living, we began to, um, one of my original mentors in this business said, Jim, Get your board together, get a project going, and they'll knock your doors down to make, help you get them, get you to help them do other projects. We haven't reached that problem yet, but we are definitely gaining a lot of momentum. That's exciting. This showing there is the island of Kauai, and I'm the top yep, uh, little there. green mm -hmm. button up at the top. I live there in Kilauea on the North Shore, and basically that's our first project. And 
unfortunately, by the time I get people in those houses, it will have been seven years since I agreed to buy that property. But that's still so, exciting because you didn't give up, Jim. I don't care if it took you, you know, 70 years. You got, you're getting them in there. That's so cool. So we were really blessed to have a gentleman named Stephen Spears who has run Habitat on this island for many years. Are you referring to Habitat for Humanity? Yes, Kauai okay. Habitat for Humanity. Okay. And basically had built over 200 affordable houses here. And uh, he came and began to help us because he saw how fast we were moving, trying to get things going. Is that and he this gentleman did, here? No, that's Larry Graff. That's the guy I hired four years ago as our, um, he's now our chief operating officer. He's the one who created, uh, helped me create PAL. Okay, got uh, it. I don't have a slide of Stephen, but Stephen, Stephen came and began to help us and he, ha he got us off the ground. And now, uh, over a period of time, um, we have been able to get a lot of projects going. So if you'll just go to the next slide after that, this is our first project now, and you can just go ahead another slide. Basically, we have broken ground on our Kilauea project now, which is 11 houses that will be, hopefully we'll have people in them in about a year, but that's kind of difficult. These are the wastewater treatment systems going in. Okay. Next slide is uh, uh, we're having the road built that will serve those, and we're so blessed that the seller is building the road. So he's saving Powell about probably close to a million dollars by building that road. Out of curiosity, is your seller um, get to reap um, tax benefits as a result of your, assisting you guys, or is this just from the goodness he of his heart? He was going to build the road anyway, okay. and he was going to do a little subdivision and sell these lots, but Got he it. cared enough to let us buy the, the, the lots and do the subdivision Got affordably. So if you go to the next slide, that'll give you a little bit of a frame of reference of the um, views of these. That is the most stunning view I have seen in quite some time, Jim. I'm sure anybody getting to move into these homes is going to love waking up to that. That's Mount Namahana. Namahana. Mm -hmm. One of the interpretations I've heard is work is worship, and that really touches my heart because yes. I work so hard to try to get this going. I'm still at 77. I'm probably pulling 50, 60 hours a week on just this. Hey. Doing almost no real estate now. My wife does our real estate so that I can con continue to do this work. Well, I'm the broker of the company. I work with my husband and it's kind of the same thing now. I've got him you know, running our resale business so I can dig in head first on this stuff. This is so cool. Can I go to the next slide? Next slide is our uh, next project, which we hope to break ground this summer. This is in Kalaheo and uh -huh. that'll be, you can see that 10 houses, 10 units are, yes. are encircled in green. And basically, the rest of the map is houses that will probably be developed by Kauai Habitat for Humanity, which uh, we are co-partnering on that. And then you can go to the next slide. So we it sounds also like they were huge key uh, for this for you, um, getting partnered up with, oh, yes. with those guys. So, so one of the things you learn when you try to do affordable housing is that you can't do affordable housing. Oh, you can't? How are you, you doing it? You can only do affordable housing if you've already done affordable housing. It's one of those catch-33s. Oh, so the nobody trusts you until you've done it. But if nobody trusts you until you've done it, then how do you do it? Got it? That's right. <laughs> That's right. So Stephen Spears, I always say, he took us by the hand uh -huh. and led us to the side door of that conundrum instead of our having to oh, fight our way to the front door. He brought us in the side door because you have to have the credibility 
and you have to have what's called the capacity yeah. in the inner in industry. Mm -hmm. Makes Basically, sense. Uh, Stephen uh, helped us do these pro pull these projects together. They're all on the drawing board, except this one. And this is our most exciting project, what you're looking at. Well, you I'm looking at ocean water and houses across the street. So please tell us more. Yes, please. Go to the next slide. So this, this project is 13 units. Mm -hmm. It's on the other side of the island. Uh, so when you were looking at yeah. that map, this is the westernmost project on that map. Mm. We've have, we now have projects on all sides of the island after only four years. So we are really killing it. So out of curiosity, because I have, I have been to Kauai a handful of times, my recollection is there wasn't a whole bunch on the west side, or maybe I just didn't tour enough of the west side, but isn't that typically where more um, of the locals live versus the tourists? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Which is the people we're trying to help. Of course. So that's awesome. That's why is, you've got a place with literally oceanfront property. Yeah, this is a property that has 13 apartments on it. 12 of them are a two-bedroom, and one of them is a three-bedroom. And if you'll go back to the slide just before it, sure. that one, basically that building right there is this, con this project. So it's a long building, looks sort of like a, a motel on the mainland, and then there's a little duplex in the far right corner of that project, yep. right on the corner of that road. So that project, because of its location, it came on the market, $2.7 million. That's really good deal, except <clears throat> we knew it had, uh, we had to replace the cesspools, uh -huh. costing us a lot of money. So we decided we wanted to buy this, and we were calling it... Um, it, uh, affordability pres preservation project because it was because an existing building already not brand new if you look at that location we knew that some developer which is what i would have done 15 years ago some developer would buy that building tear it down into condominium units mm -hmm. one right there on the ocean for the price that the whole costing because that's a two-story yeah. uh, four-bedroom apartment there and then the rest of them, he would sell them for 350 or 400, and that's not affordable. So we struggled, struggled, struggled to buy this building. We worked on financing for six months, but we're a young nonprofit with a um, a laughable balance sheet. <laughs> I'm sorry um, to laugh, but when you say that, I'm just I'm just so relating. So keep going. <laughs> I know you you may remember Gallagher. He just of passed course. away. Median, and he would say, "A bank is a place that would loan you money, as long as you don't need it." Right, it's true. And we needed it, and it was obvious we needed it, so we could not arrange for financing for this building. We had a little team; four of us were working on it, and we worked on it, like I said, for about five months. And we came to the conclusion that we couldn't do. Oh, go back! I don't want oh. to show that yet. Oh, <laughs> I get ahead of myself. Yep. So we came. So. So we worked on it literally for six, five months, and we met on a Friday afternoon, and we said, cannot do it. Give it up. We can't do it. I'm going to write a, a email to the broker who has it listed and tell him we're killing escrow. It didn't work. You're we tapping made out. We made our best shot. Mm -hmm. But we said, we have to do it with grace. We have to do it with with." Um, you know, positivity. We can't get all bummed out about it. We right. have to be positive that something better, This we literally said this in this meeting, we have to agree that something better is going to happen mm -hmm. in the future. So we, I wrote the email. We all reviewed it. We agreed. I, sent, I clicked send, and I sent the email to the agent who had it listed. 
And you want to know a chicken skin moment? I'm already feeling it. Brace me. Less than 10 minutes later, and I am not joking, less than 10 minutes later, I get a call from a friend of mine, a broker. I've known him for 30 years. He says, Jim, you're going to love this call. I said, Ben, I need right it. now I really need something to love. <laughs> I've been struggling to buy this building. For, I've been working on a project that didn't work. I didn't tell him anything about right. it for six months. And I just just now killed the deal. And he said, well, I have friends who want to help. And I said, well, if they really want to help, I can tell them the least expensive and the quickest way they can help the people of Kauai in in." 20 minutes, I can tell them. And he said, what is that? And I sent him the listing of that property. And he calls me back and he says, can you meet at 8 o'clock Monday morning? And I said, Ben, I'll meet at 3 o'clock Monday morning. Whatever it takes, I'm up to do whatever it takes. I've already, people. this is so exciting. So we made a meeting with these folks. They're a young couple. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma. They own property on Kauai. We've since met them, wonderful people. We're, we're on a Zoom I'm looking at them just like I'm looking at you now. And they basically, um, he was, she was sitting looking at the computer. He was on an exercise ball mm-hmm. next to her, bouncing the whole time because he had his five-year-old son in a, in a holder on his chest. Mm-hmm. So we talked for about 20 minutes, maybe 25 minutes, telling them our goals and what we're doing and talking about this project. And listen, I have to be careful not to get too emotional. This incredible lady looks at me and says, what would you say if I said we're going to donate $5 million? Okay, now I want to cry. That's pretty freaking cool, especially 10 minutes after you, because I, I can totally picture the whole thing being in real estate myself, you know, and you hate to have to send the, I'm sorry, we have to cancel email, the Dear John email. Yep. So I'm, yep. I can understand where your head was at in that moment when you got that phone call. And obviously your angels answered your prayers, Jim. That's my assistant, Sage. Yeah, pretty cute. I like Sage. You know, <laughs> so basically, uh, she, she, said, what, she said, what would you say if I said we're going to... I said, that would be terrible. I, mean, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I had to make light of it. And right. we all laughed. And then Larry Graff, our chief operating officer, said, so how do we get this money in our account? <laughs> like, he, he slapped and, you back into reality, and there oh, you go. Oh, no joke. Within two hours, we had $5 million in our account. Wow. With, wow. From the bank wow. or from them. No controls. Most people who, who donate money say you have to do this, this, and this with it. Mm-hmm. They just $5 million. So when you ask about the construction company, that they were the construction company. Um, so I called the broker for this house, mm-hmm. this apartment complex, and I said, so... No, I'm just kidding. That, <laughs> just, we're, buying, we're buying the complex. He's like, yeah, right. And I said, no, I'm not kidding. We're, we're paying... This is Monday, right? Monday after uh-huh. I told him on Friday. But you know, the escrow isn't canceled just by that letter. No, you no, you, you didn't pull out, so you had to probably show proof of funds that you could right. actually do it. Mm-hmm. So basically, we... Uh, um, on Monday, I, and he said, yeah, right, you're going to buy the complex. I said, seriously, we're going to pay cash for it. And he's like, yeah, right, <laughs> after you'd watched us fight for six months and right. we couldn't find them. So we wrote him, I sent him 100000 non-refundable and dropped all the inspections and everything. And we Move closed weeks later. And we own that property now free and clear. 
and we have a cash flow of about $25,000 a month. Are you guys currently renovating the complex or are, do you already have people living there? It's actually, in, go, go to... Uh, Here, I'll get back to our pictures. Am I allowed yeah, to go to the next at, picture look, now? Because I got... Look I, at that apartment. Look at that apartment. I know it's beautiful and it's been updated, it looks like. Um, Most I, of them have been updated and we're painting the outside right now. And we're doing a lot of things. Permanently affordable living... I should talk about that a little bit. It means a lot of things. Uh, go to the next slide after that, if sure, you will. Sure, be I happy to. Well, this is the one I got excited to show, and um, you told me to hold off. So this yeah, is the check this of is five, the five million. million. We, this is Taylor Kaluahini Reed on the right. She's the part Hawaiian lady who came to me six and a half years ago. I love That's it. That's half right in the center. He's our chief operating officer. Uh-huh. Our my wife of 45 years and is our agent. You know, she yes. runs the real estate office mm -hmm. and me, of course, behind her. And basically, we made up that check because we were so excited about the $5 million that we announced it in the newspaper and made a big splash out of it. And then, if you want to know the truth, we actually kind of wished we hadn't done that because Why? a lot of people who we had to hire to do things wanted to charge us too much money. Oh. And also people who would have donated money said, oh, you've got plenty money. of money. Yeah. And we've got enough money to build 10 houses. What That's it. Yeah. I mean, you want to do it's so like much nothing. more. But uh, people don't think that way. You know, $5 million is beyond most people's con ability to conceive. Well, I'll, that, I'll tell you what, that was um, great advice right there, Jim, because I, I know $5 million doesn't go too far like it used to. So as I'm also going down this road... Um, Maybe I'll keep my mouth shut and keep the pictures of five million off the off the internet. If if we're so blessed to do the same as what you've been able to accomplish so far, um, should well, I go? It's a learning process, and if you will, if you get uh, back to the next picture, the next slide. Uh huh. One more. Uh, somehow there's a repeat in there, and then that one. That is so beautiful. This building is. We call it the Hoku building because the Hoku health food store is in the building. Uh -huh. This came on the market about um, eight months ago. Okay. Essentially, <clears throat> because it is taking me seven years and $450,000 to get a family in a house if, by building it, once we bought that apartment building that I just showed you, yes. When this one came on the market, <clears throat> I, could, I called the broker an hour after it was on the market and said, I'm bringing you a, a, a letter of intent to purchase the property. Mm -hmm. And I had that to him in two hours, and we've had it tied up ever since then. And I will tell you, Rebecca, we tied up this building with no idea where the money was going to come from. That's no idea. Beautiful. It was faith. We've started working on financing. We started working on you know, all kinds of ways of raising the money. Mm -hmm. And we went back to that amazing young couple and they said, okay, they covered us on this building. Oh my so goodness. That is so yeah. amazing. So they have now given us a total of nine and a half million dollars. Oh, I and like, I want to cry. And I'm just now listening to this for the first time. It's insane. That it's is, insane. well, and obviously they were sent to you. To slide yeah. that, that one that you cut off of that one or the next one that is the building it has the hoku health food store downstairs mm -hmm. and it has 15 apartments upstairs 
So in instead of taking seven years and $450,000 to put 14 units in apartments, in six months for $215,000, we will have 14 apartments within walking distance of 5,000 jobs. That is so amazing. Congratulations, Jim. Um, it's totally amazing. It, it and is. We just walked the building yesterday afternoon. Did you really? Oh, man, that's so cool. And is the grocery store currently open? And so I'm assuming people... Health, health food store. So the people will be able health. to go downstairs and just get you know healthy foods, too. Like, that is so singing to me. That is so cool. Um, Not only that, that gives us... We will have another major asset worth probably $4 million and a cash flow of about 40000 a month. So now we have two assets and a huge cash flow. So now... Now you're in business. want to loan us money. <laughs> yeah. Now now you're in a position where they want to. And and I'm definitely finding that as well, that it seems you got to find the private money first, get up and running, and then maybe you'll be able to get lucky and get other monies to help really help you grow. Um, may That's I right. May I go to the next slide? Yes, you can. Oh, there's your construction company. Basically, now we bought these two buildings, and now Steven Spears, a former Habitat fame, comes to us and says, okay. He calls me about a year ago, and he says, I don't think we're going to make it. Oh, no. I don't think we build affordable housing anymore with the way costs are going. Well, the supply the chain issues. Everything's changing. Yeah. I said, Stephen, you're our mentor. You're not allowed to talk that way. You're not allowed to give up or talk negative. Yeah. So he calls me about a, uh, uh, a month later, and he says, okay, I figured it out. The only way we're going to do this is if we start a construction company because we have to be able to be sustainable. Yeah. On Kauai, if you're a builder and you build 10 houses for us for this price, and then somebody comes along who says, I want you to build my multi-million dollar mansion for which you make a gazillion, yeah, a bunch of money. Uh-huh. <clears throat> you can't you can't guarantee that we're gonna be able to find a builder. Right. We end up <clears throat> thank God Stephen came to us and said, I will help you put the construction company together. And he's built over two hundred affordable houses through his running habitat for all those years. Well, I think you're just going to have to connect me with Steve one of these days. I'm just throwing that out there, Jim, because I, he sounds like an amazing person. And gosh, you were so blessed to have him help you with all of this. I introduce him as not only a genius, but a saint. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. It sounds I like believe it. that. He, he proves it every day. No matter what I throw at him, he comes back with an answer. So... We are now we've put Powell Construction Company together. We will build these first houses in Kilauea, uh -huh. although we'll sell out most of it because it's a yeah. young construction company. But of course, taught me that the first thing you do when you build a construction company is you put together the accounting, and we've done that now. We've Purchasing. hired a, a controller mm -hmm. and together an accounting program, a powerful accounting program, because he pointed out that when you're building, you're moving forty to fifty thousand a day. Yeah to know where it's coming from and where it's going yeah. or you're in you're lost you don't have a right chance. right so okay so we got the construction company let me go there and then i feel like this is a good time for the next slide yes so basically um about three years ago a little over three years ago i began to realize that we have very powerful affordable housing developers on this island 
and they don't cooperate, collaborate on anything. So huh. I thought, let's get together all, let's see if they want to join together. So I reached out to Steven Spears of how he was running Habitat at that time mm -hmm. and other major nonprofit and for-profit developers on the island who are doing affordable housing. I said, let's form Kauai Affordable Housing Alliance. Nothing, no commitments, no right. legal paper, no nothing. Just get together and try to work together. Kind of like a mastermind. Where you and guys are so, just helping each other just figure things out, right? That's right. Mm -hmm. We actually, our first radio show we ever did on KKCR was on in January of 20. So 20 right before 20. COVID hit. So just before COVID mm -hmm. hit, and we had Stephen and several other people on the radio show, and we announced Kaha that we we're coming I love to try it. to figure out the affordable housing. And now we're working together, and today, Mm -hmm. uh, when this is over at noon, I have a, a meeting with a funding uh, nonprofit who handles funds, and we are proposing a fund. Right now, we're calling it CAHE, yes. Affordable Housing Endowment. Yes. And, and what is the difference between it's an not, endowment versus an alliance? Well, the alliance is just the people working together. The endowment would be the fund. Got it. But... The funding people are tell us, telling us we can't use an, an endowment, so that name didn't work. I, um, it was working when I sent it to you, but now it's not working. So we're probably going. To, it'll probably be Hawaii Affordable Housing uh, Donor uh, Advised Fund <clears throat> and Kadaf instead of Kahe. So which, and, you know, and it works in hand with the alliance. Therefore, from there, the you alliance guys... will be the developers, right. and the fund will be. So what we're proposing and. Um, I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about this if we have time. No, basically, I'd definitely love to learn. I'm working to try to spread how to do this nationwide mm -hmm. over a period of time. First, solve the crisis on Kauai, which we haven't done, and then solve it on the other islands and then move uh, to spread mainland. It across the country. But basically, this fund, if it works, will be a template because we're asking, we have, from what we understand now, the rumor is that there are 40 to billionaires who own property on this island. None of them live here. They own property. So basically, we are going to reach out to them and say, hello, there are cultural and economic imperatives for your helping us solve this crisis for once and for all, or as the president of our board always says, if not, who's going to do the work? Right. Local families are the people who do the work. And, if, and they are leaving every day. They are leaving or moving into their cars. They just can't afford to have beach, a home. Which is a miserable situation. Yeah. Sounds wonderful, but it is for the first week. But when you do it permanently yeah. and you don't have a shower and you don't have a place to... to you need you, know, you need a home. Everybody needs a home. You can't get clean to get a job and yeah. you can't get your kids to school. It's miserable. And then we also know that there have been suicides on this island over the housing crisis. So... We're really it's motivated terrible. now to figure this out. And what we're proposing is a major fund mm -hmm. where we find major donors to, to set up the fund, to seed the fund with at least $100 million. And if they do that, they, there are tax advantages. That's the whole reason why you set up the 501 Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. And Unbelievable. It'll all be a, a tax write-off. So and why wouldn't they? That, we need, as I mentioned earlier, two and a quarter bit 
had a friend one time who said, when you talk to people, always tell them the total amount of money you need. And I said, really? You think I should tell them Absolutely. we need two and a million dollars? Because then they know how short you are, but just because you got five million doesn't mean that you have everything you need to accomplish all your huge, beautiful goals that you guys have, um, and which are super exciting. And I love hearing about all of this. Um, Jim, I'm, just as an interest of time, I'm going to get back to our slideshow here if that's okay with you. I know you had this beautiful slide here. Well, not so beautiful, but can you explain what I'm looking at? I, I kind of know because I'm in real estate, but you go ahead. This is this is the number of homes that were sold in 2020, 2021, I think it is. I, I can't read it right now, but... Uh, From 2005 uh, through 2023, it shows the number of homes oh, sold right. in the U.S. Yeah, it's the range. Mm -hmm. And if you'll go to the next slide, this is the scary part to me. And this is the hard part for me as yeah. a broker because the, these are the major investors, and these mean, this means house flippers and giant corporations, and uh, you know the REITs and SPACs, and you know all of the different mm -hmm. uh, people who are considering property to be a one-armed bandit. They right, are, it's investment, and that's part of what's killing us. Fifteen percent of the houses and more now are being sold to those people, and guess what they do with them? They, they fix, fix them up, flip them for more money. And then, right. then your folks there who already couldn't afford them definitely can't. And we're seeing the same thing here in Arizona, which is why Rebecca is, is so passionate is about national. it. Oh, no, it, it's, it's absolutely right. national. Like, it's not just a Kauai thing. To your point, it's a mainland thing as well. And right. um, COVID, like I said, I my firemen, my teachers, my, my police officers, I had to turn them away, not because I wanted to, but because... We would go out and make offers and they couldn't compete against the REITs that you were talking about. The iBuyers in particular are the ones that we combat with here on the mainland. Here That's locally, right. we're seeing several of them actually, um, you know, they kind of got caught with their pants down in the last six months with the interest rate rise. I'm glad. I hate to say I, that. No, 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 no. I, I agree. I totally agree. And I had been, you know, saying, forecasting. I'm friendly with a lot of them. I'm, you know, was considered an ambassador of... Um, of OfferPad at one point, um, Open Doors, another big one here in town. And I know a lot of my colleagues work with them closely to help them try to unload their current properties that they purchased that they probably shouldn't have purchased right. and they currently are sitting on, but they're still too expensive for most of our folks here. So it, it's, it's a matter of, I think, doing exactly what you're doing, which is, you know, raising funds for those who fall under the AMI so that you know, there are average Joe, my firefighter is not going to be making in excess of $100,000, you know, and I, mean, I know every county is a little bit different. Um, but I love that. I love learning that you're using USDA because that's something that I've used multiple times here. So between them and Habitat, which Habitat was something I had in my mind, obviously they've, they've helped you incredibly. So I would love to meet Steve, even if it's just via email, to see if he could point me in the right direction there. But I know we still have a lot of slides. And in an interest of time, I'm gonna go back over to our slideshow. If you can help us by explaining the remainder of them. This one says total number of people experiencing homelessness by year by type. And it shows, yes. so the veterans, the vets are the other ones that that kill me. You know, they fought for our country. And yet a lot of times during the multiple offer situation, they wouldn't even have their offers considered because they were zeroed down and sellers wanted people with cash. Um, which is terrible, but um, chronically homeless individuals, veterans, unaccompanied youth, people and families. I mean, there's a lot of people that are suffering from homelessness. Um, I, oh, just read, I just read that it, it is estimated that 48% of the people in America cannot 
keep up right now. No, they can't. Um, a lot that of means that as things go forward, as much as half of our population in five or ten years could be homeless. Or and with prices rising the way they are, particularly house prices and rent rent rising the way they are. Basically, what I say to realtors when I speak to realtors, I say, the sky, Chicken Little was right. The sky is falling. And frankly, Rebecca, I can't see anybody who can fix it but realtors. I agree. I agree. This is where I'm going with this. This is where I'm going with my entire hey, presentation. I I'll help you with that. I've been a realtor licensed for almost 30 years, and I am so excited for you to get an opportunity, hopefully, to get in front of NAR because it is something that I agree. All of us who have been serving in our capacity that we've served in, um, we're the ones who can help if we all got together and, and really put our wheelhouses behind us and our passions and our hearts behind us too. Because it's it's our duty to serve when we are, you know, been taking care of ourselves, you know, I don't know. I that just I live with a grateful heart, Jim. What can I tell you? That's why I we have my podcast. We love it. Thank you. Um, okay. So we still have some So just to be clear though, let me just finish that yeah. thought. The the realtors are the largest professional organization in the world. Yes. Or in America. I'm not sure in the world. Not only that, we're among the wealthiest people and organizations in the country. Yep. And not only that, we have the wealthiest clientele. Yes, we do. We're all very connected. So if the government has been talking about it now for 100 years and still hasn't solved the problem, and Habitat and we are putting Band-Aids on gaping wounds, right? things got to be done to be major. And so what I'm doing is slowly over a period, I'm just, the concepts are just coming to, to be now, but essentially the goal is to reach out to the realtors across the country and say, we will help you solve this crisis. And frankly, on Kauai, I'm not even calling it a crisis anymore. I'm calling it a full-blown tragedy. Yeah. We're just, you know, with, I, as I mentioned, the, the, uh, basically with the, uh, with the suicides and the people, right. you know, in not finding anywhere to live. It's, it's rough. So here's Sage back. She came back to yeah. the meeting. Yeah, of course. Well, we, we can't end the show without your Sage. Um, let me get over to those slides. I just, I feel like there's a couple more. Please explain who, who are all these folks? I, I recognize your beautiful wife and your partner from Habitat. And I think that would be uh, Tori who donated a lot of money to you. Who else do we have? No, no. Uh, no? Basically, we have, this is our team. Okay. Al now is 10 people. We've hired one person since then. And it was Larry and me and Taylor for years trying to figure it out and doing everything. We always called ourselves, uh, you know, Swiss Army Knife employees. We had to do everything. <laughs> so this is our team. And uh, let me get to where I can see it on my, on my computer so I can tell you. Real, well, real quickly, it's basically Larry is the chief operating officer. Next to him in black is Moana. Mm -hmm. Who is Hawaiian, who is our controller, and then me and my wife in front of me. On the right is yep. Bill Chase, who okay. is our, he runs our construction company. Right behind Harvest, my wife is Leilani. She is uh, our, the president of our board. Behind her, the black gentleman is Brian Alston. He is our um, assets manager. He runs our properties. And next to him in black is Taylor Kaluahini Reed, who yes. is the Hawaiian lady who started this with me. Yeah. Next to her on her right on our left is Sarah O'Rourke. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you about her in just a minute. And next to her is um, Raquel 
Segata Figueroa, who is uh, one of our associates who does most of our website and work like that. But to go back to Sarah O'Rourke, we lost our communications director about three or four months ago, and we were really concerned about what we were going to do because getting the word out is so important. Right. And uh, we were able to hire Sarah O'Rourke. She quit working for a little company called Apple. Oh, yeah. Never heard of them. She was senior art director at Apple and came to work for us, took a major hit in pay so that she could help solve this crisis on the island. That's amazing story. Um, hey, Jim, out of curiosity, you mentioned your board, um, your board member or your board leader. How many people do you have on your board? There are seven board members, okay. three of them are Hawaiian, or one of them is full-blooded Hawaiian. Mm -hmm. uh, Puna Kalama Dawson is the great-great-great-granddaughter of Queen Kalama, and uh, she is one of our board members, and she keeps us spiritually in line. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, I have some Hawaiian heritage myself. That's why my daughter got to go to school over at U of H, um, actually with in-state tuition. I, I went through a lot to prove that. So um, I got a little teeny tiny bit. If you never need a board member, I can join your board if that's what you're looking for. Well, Just, we only have people who are on Kauai. Okay. We actually only hire people who are on Kauai. And we will only sell our houses to people who either are on Kauai and have been for years mm -hmm. or who are back from the mainland after leaving Kauai. Because they originally so we, grew up there. And, and, that, and that's what you're serving, and, and that's totally understandable and absolutely respectable. Um, I am, you know, obviously trying my, my part to do here in Arizona. And like you, I'm thinking, gosh, if I can figure this out, then I can tell everybody. So hopefully between the two of us, maybe we can at least continue to speak to the local realtors in our respective areas and go from there. Um, let well, me just keep doing it, Rebecca. You're very young. I was 71 when I started this work. Well, I'm almost I 50, homeboy, so I don't know. I'm not that far behind you. Oh, you're doing great. You look like you're 35. Well, thank you. The woman who sold me that land, Bill Hay, was sitting in my office, and I told him what we were going to do, and he said, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> so you can go to the next slide now. That's Powell Kauai. And, uh -huh. um, the slide is me. I, I was recently... Uh, rewarded with the Good Neighbor Award. Yes, that is so cool that you got that. Congratulations. So they donated, they donated 10,000 to Pal and they've spent probably 100,000 on us. Oh. They did three minute amazing video that if you go to our website, which is pal-kawai.org, pal-kawai.org, if you go to that website, the video starts playing right away and then okay. you have to turn on the sound, but it's really, they did an amazing video and they took me to Orlando, and this is me on my 20th floor being a country boy looking down at the uh, convention center where we had the National Association of Realtors. That's I learned that only, only five cities in the country now have enough infrastructure for us to have our National Association because we occupy as many as 15,000 hotel rooms. When we come to town, yeah. Behind me, all of the realtors were walking around with their mouths hanging open because of the scale um, there was a bridge from my hotel to the convention center, and by the time I walked to the, not that building, ours was the little one next to it, uh -huh. which is probably big enough to hold most of the buildings on Kauai. And by the time I walked through my hotel and across the bridge and to the convention center, I'd walked three quarters of a mile to get to the to the venues where we were having the convention. So it was an amazing experience. Uh, if you go to the next slide. 
that's me in front of the Good Neighbor Award winners. Yay! Oops. I love it. That's so cool. I'm going to make sure that we get that video and we'll close our show with it just for anybody watching so you guys can watch the video as well. Awesome. And, and then slide is just a close up. That's me and Leilani, uh, our president of our board. She went with me to uh, Orlando. That's so cool. She really is the heart. She's been with us. As a matter of fact. And her name she, is so beautiful. My Actually, my grandmother's uh, middle name was Leilani. So I love that name. That's gorgeous. Well, if you notice, she's Leilani. Well, in that picture, the next picture, she, we're wearing lays. Oh, over your badges? We're, we're, with our lay. Uh-huh. And basically, she is, she is an agent in my office. She's the person who nominated me for the Good Neighbor Award. And she's also the president of our board for Love PAL. it. I so she's love been it. Your supporter for a long time, and just so grateful for her. Well, let her know she's going to be my new best friend too, because I have a feeling um, I'm going to like everything that she's about. If she's in real estate and helping you as your right hand gal, that is so cool. Um, and then check this out. You're in the cover of the Realtor magazine. What? Well, well, I'm on the cover of the Realtor magazine with the four other winners, but they they did these for us custom. So that we we have our own little magazine each. Each that's one so there were awesome. winners. Each mm -hmm. one gets that. And that's the award that I got. That is and a that, really cool award. It looks uh, how big was that? It looks like it's barely able to pick it up. Or it's, it, it's only about six inches, eight inches long, oh. but it, it probably weighs 12, 15 pounds. It's really incredible. <laughs> Jim, I really well, have no idea how they When do I was that. looking at it, I didn't realize that was just a picture of you in front of the award. So I'm like, wow, that is a huge award because you know, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, I'm being silly now. And, um, and then I have one more slide. Okay. Oh. And if you wouldn't, your QR if you code. Could leave that up for just a moment. We absolutely will. This is if anybody in the audience would be willing to pick up their their phone and point their camera at the screen, a little banner will show up. If you touch that banner, it goes straight to Pal's PayPal account, and I often say PayPal with PayPal. Basically, uh, if you're willing to donate and preferably do click it to make it a recurring donation, and essentially that that uh, will go directly to the people we're helping. And what I always say, we, we, we do everything as inexpensively as we can, and every dollar that we can save saves a dollar, almost a dollar for the families that we're trying to help. And these, these people really, really need help. Our local families are beleaguered. And we know this is happening across the country, but this will also enable me to be able to help people across the country because I've told you now, Rebecca, essentially what I'm doing is I'm writing a book. And the, the, the book title, the, the working title for the book is Do Unto Others. Ah, uh, love it. You, you probably know that the realtor's um, code of ethics is based on mm -hmm. the goal. Yes, it is. They're supposed to help their clients. We have a fiduciary to them. Customers mm -hmm. and other realtors and the public. Absolutely. It's in our code of ethics. And so what I'm doing is I'm going to reach out. I'm going to write a book that will show realtors how to do this. And hopefully I'll be able to um, be a featured speaker at the National Association of Realtors next year and reach out to thousands of realtors and say, if we can't solve this crisis, who will? Nobody will. Basically, 
it's up message. to it's up to us. I totally agree with you, Jim. I will definitely pass the word around. This is a, something I've been passionate about, and um, you know, I definitely don't believe in coincidences. I am so grateful that my colleague uh, learned about you, and look at how quick, less than two weeks later, you're on our show, and uh, we are sharing story, as they say in Hawaii, um, and talking yep. about what we're both trying to do, to, which is essentially just helping others um, and do unto others. Absolutely. And uh, actually, Absolutely. that's that's like the intro to my to my show is you get what you give, and I am a firm believer in giving what you can because there's no better feeling or satisfying feeling, I think, when you're able to help somebody in need. Um, Jim, you are a rock star. You are my idol and my new best friend. I'm going to stalk you like crazy. And I'm hoping maybe you'll help me by maybe sharing your charter with me because I have to write my own now. And um, trying my best from mainland Arizona to follow your heels and follow suit. So if I can help you over NAR anyhow, anyway, um, you know, I am, I hate to, I'm not tooting my horn on my, on my show for any other reason than I've been doing real estate for a long time and I'm behind a very big brand. So I hope my own Berkshire Hathaway will get behind this as well, because that's a big deal. And, and I really want to get everybody out there thinking about how they can help others. So thank you again for your time, Jim. I look forward to the, all the amazing things I know you guys are going to do in NAR and further, um, beyond them. And, um, I'll be hopping on this website myself and doing a donation. So I hope everybody well, watching. Just so your audience knows what they can do to help. Uh, if you're a realtor, don't go to Habitat and help build a house for a day and take a picture and run it in the paper. Oh. Reach out to Habitat and get involved and help them. And if there are other nonprofits in your community, help them. And if not, reach out to us and we'll help you. And Rebecca, we can share our, our documents with you so that it'll make it easier for you to put your... I would love that. I would love that. I would love any help you guys are able to give me in my journey. And in the meantime, in the meantime, I'm going to do everything I can to help you guys too. So maybe I'll well, make you it. Have my information. I Just do. Reach out. And I'll, I'll, maybe I'll be making it to the next NAR convention so I can be there cheering you on, Jim. So thank you again. And I can't wait to read your book. Um, I definitely want to make sure I get a copy of that when you get it. And maybe we'll have you back on the show when that book is ready to be published and passed around. The only way I would adjust what you said, which I love so much, you get what you give, you get back. Mm -hmm. What I say is, whatever you give, you get back tenfold. Tenfold. I agree. Therefore. Um, it, has, well, it has proven itself for us. It's working. Well, and then, you know, it's amazing to me is as I've been going down this road, people just keep falling in my path that are as passionate and are willing to help. And so I think it is all about just having faith. I've got a big heart with a lot of faith, and obviously you do too, Jim. And I know we're both going places. I look forward to talking with you again, and thank you for all of your time today. Amen. Thank Amen. You. Take care. We are no longer in a housing crisis. We are in a housing tragedy. There will be no more local people on this island within 10 to 15 years unless they inherit their property and can figure out how to stay afloat. At least that's the way it appears to us. While the rich buy homes and condos on the Hawaiian island of Kauai because of its lush beauty, native Hawaiians and longtime locals are leaving because skyrocketing housing prices mean they can't afford to stay. Jim Edmonds is trying to change that. To me, aloha doesn't only mean hello and goodbye. Aloha means deep spirit and love, and these folks live it. And yet they are being driven from their ancestral homes 
because they can't afford to live here anymore. People are coming here because of what's here. And they see the pretty pictures and the beaches and all the beautiful things we have, but the underbelly is real. You'll see cars just everywhere and you're wondering why are there so many cars? Well, that's because three generations of people are living in a house. Each one has two different jobs just to keep afloat. When you're on the mainland and you need a place to live, you move 30 miles down the road so you can afford the rent. On this island, there is no 30 miles down the road. If you can't find a place to live, you're gone. So Jim, who has lived on Kauai since 1988, created Permanently Affordable Living Kauai with a goal of providing 5,000 affordable homes so people can stay on the island that shaped them. We have 11 houses under construction now. We have a project of 17 units that we will be developing with Habitat. And we also have been blessed to be able to buy a 13-unit apartment building to take people off the streets. We were actually like living at the beach in the sand before we moved here. So being here in itself has been a huge blessing for our family. We try to repay the local people's aloha by providing permanently affordable living and ways to save the families money so they don't have to work three jobs and so that they can have a real life. We want residents to dream. We want to know their hopes. We want to know their goals. They're giving you a chance at a better life. They're helping you with your education. They're helping you with your business. It's a whole program to help get you up to a higher level. Kauai gives me hope in our future of staying here on Kauai. Because yeah, I really was thinking of moving to, to the mainland. But I think tremendous things are coming for my future, that's for sure. Whether finding donations or pursuing partnerships and creative fundraising events like a golf ball drop, Jim is relentless in his pursuit of financing his dream. He's driven. He's the spirit of Pal. We just see so much more of the value of what we do through his passion. Everything that he does comes from a place of understanding, compassion, and ancestral reality, meaning he feels and expresses life as though he was born and raised here in the island. He is a true Hawaiian. Our mission statement is to provide homes and sustainable living solutions within reach, restoring hope for the people of Kauai. And it's that hope that we're trying to give them now, that we are coming, we are bringing housing, hold on, and we will do it. What a great show, and thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life. We hope you enjoyed it. If you watched us on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Likewise, if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms, be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again. Remember that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, Check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv, for all of our links to connect with us. Hey, I'm on vacation every single day because I love my occupation. Hey, I'm on vacation every single day, every, every single day.